Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What news do you have for us today, Sean? Today we'll discuss an international milestone for active surgical, positive early commercial outcomes for Sermotics, FDA clearance for lung analysis software, impressive spinal cord stimulation data from Boston Scientific, and a breakthrough nod for TAVR-related technology. What's the first thing that we should know for today? The first international procedure was performed with Active Surgical's surgical visualization tech. It's great news for the company as it takes a big step in terms of global expansion. What is that visualization system? So the Active Sight, the Active Sight Intelligent Light, it provides enhanced visualization and real-time on-demand surgical insights with a module that attaches to laparoscopic and robotic systems and integrates with the standard monitors in the operating room. Basically, the way Active Surgical describes it is that the company effectively wants every surgical imaging system to deliver intelligent information to reduce surgical complication rates. How does the company envision it transforming the operating room? The company says it transforms the operating room by seamlessly upgrading existing equipment while serving as the eyes for the surgeon using it, as they can now utilize it to access critical intraoperative data as augmented reality overlays. So with these successful procedures, what do executives see for the future of the company? Manisha Shah Bugaj, the Active Surgical CEO, said that as the company continues to achieve significant milestones like this one, the vision is to transform the collective surgical experience by leveraging emerging technologies and data into insights that make cutting-edge surgery accessible for all. What's the next bit of news that we have? Sermotics has positive early results for its thrombectomy system. It's the latest technology from Sermotics that's performing well ahead of a potential full commercial launch. What is that thrombectomy system exactly? So the Pounce LP, which stands for low profile thrombectomy system, is for the non-surgical removal of thrombi and emboli from the peripheral and arterial vasculature. It performs this removal in vessels between three and a half millimeters and six millimeters in diameter. The company actually introduced the original version of this pound system in 2021, and the LP version received FDA clearance in June of last year. So right now, this, these early results are coming from a limited market evaluation following that FDA clearance, and Sermotics expects a full commercial launch once it completes that evaluation. What do doctors think of the thrombectomy system's performance so far? So Sermotics shared some opinions from two doctors that have used it in this evaluation period. Dr. Lucas Ferrer Cardona was one of the first to use it uh, down in Texas, and he said that Pounce LP helped restore blood flow to the foot for a limb-threatened patient, saying he believes that the device holds great promise in filling a major gap in our treatment algorithm. Dr. Elizabeth Genovese, a vascular surgeon uh, in Pennsylvania, also got an early look at the system, and she's been using Pounce since its original came out a few years ago. So she used the LP version to revascularize a patient with arterial occlusions in both the anterior tibial and peroneal arteries. She reported an optimal outcome that she said would have been impossible without the device. And now we have some AI-based news. Yeah, the FDA cleared AI-based lung analysis software from Dutch company Therona. These software systems are becoming very popular in medtech. I feel like we talk about them more and more on this show, and this one could you know, certainly be a game changer in lung analysis. 
So tell us a little bit about this AI analysis software. So it's the LungQ software. It's the third iteration, version 3.0.0. Utilizes AI to automatically segment the pulmonary segments and subsegments in the internal anatomy of the lung. So this analysis includes the identification of structures like lobes, segments, subsegments, airways, and fissures. It analyzes the lung tissue and fissure completeness and supports the diagnosis and documentation of pulmonary tissue images that come from CT scans. How do executives think this technology will change personalized treatment? Ava Van Rickhort, the founder and CEO, said that solutions like LungQ are helping to usher in a new era of personalized treatment for lung patients, enabling clinicians all over the world to conduct more advanced, easier to perform, and less invasive procedures with full confidence. And what is the system's regulatory history? I know we talk about AI a lot on this podcast, but what has its process been in in that space? Yeah, over the last five or six years, it has been sort of the process for Therona, which won its first FDA clearance for Lung Q version 1.1.0 in 2018. The latest iteration, though, helps to guide pulmonologists through the best approaches to access various locations within the lung. So it's seen as an improvement on the original versions, but it also has approval for clinical use in Europe, the UK and Australia as well. What's the next bit of news that we have? Austin Scientific has positive spinal cord stimulation data. We talked about a few different spinal cord stimulation technologies last week uh, out of a conference in Las Vegas, and Boston Scientific is the latest to see positive results. What data points stuck out to you in this? So at the primary endpoint interval of a study of more than 120 patients, 90% of patients treated with WaveWriter Alpha, the spinal cord stimulation system from Boston Scientific, reported significant pain relief of 50% or greater without an increase in opioids, and then compare that to just 8% of patients treated with conventional medical management alone had reported the same level of relief. And at one year, 84% of patients with WaveRider Alpha reported 50% or greater pain relief and sustained improvement in the ability to participate in the activities of daily living. So that's obviously a huge disparity between this spinal cord stimulation and conventional management. And the company also reported that the random the people randomized to conventional medical management were offered the chance to switch to spinal cord stimulation, and their results were quite similar over the next few years as well. What is this therapy designed for? So WaveRider Alpha was designed for treating non-surgical back pain, NSBP. It's meant to provide more effective relief than the standard of care, as mentioned, and earlier relief as well. What are executives saying? Jim Cassidy, the president of neuromodulation at Boston Scientific, said that backed by consistently strong clinical evidence, the company's transformative pain management solutions help individualize care and improve the quality of life for many people with chronic pain today. And what's the last thing that we should know for today? The FDA granted a breakthrough nod for Picardia's leaflet modification device for TAVR procedures. TAVR and heart valves have obviously become a vital treatment modality, and this technology could enhance doctors' ability to utilize it. So tell us about this device and some of the complications that it addresses. So the shortcut leaflet modification device facilitates valve and valve transcatheter aortic valve replacement, TAVR procedures, in patients at risk of coronary obstruction. So the device addresses the risk of coronary obstruction before implanting a valve without disrupting the TAVR workflow. 
What kind of optimism do executives have? I mean, a breakthrough nod is a pretty big deal. And for Taver, an established technology, this is this is really interesting. So what kind of optimism do they have? They share the same sentiment you just did. Uh, Erez Golan, the Picardia CEO, said that breakthrough device designation is only awarded to technologies that have the potential to provide more effective treatment or diagnosis for life-threatening or irreversible debilitating diseases or conditions. And it may help to accelerate the company's review process with the FDA and bring shortcut to the market for the benefit of patients. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all these insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five, where we listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.